0: So much of decisions made are are dollars and cents based. And really, even though you don't see maybe a a specific transaction happen because of your investment in uh, uh, culture programs like Speed of Trust, at the end of the day, it still does impact those.
1: Most people don't engage in culture because they just don't know what to do. Therefore, they let culture define itself. It is probably as important as your marketing strategy. It's as important as your sales strategy. It's as important as your buying strategy. Your culture strategy is not just, oh, it's, it's a more enjoyable place to work. Great. But does it make it more efficient uh, a more effective, more uh, stronger work environment? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Welcome into the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host, Rob Stott. Culture um, is a tricky topic in turn because, I mean, by definition, you know, it's sort of that umbrella that encompasses everything, um, you know, the, the social norms and behaviors that are influenced by myriad factors from, you know, your upbringing to your beliefs and customs, all sorts of stuff. And when you bring that into the workplace and you talk about workplace culture, it gets even trickier because you're basically looking at a, a melting pot of sorts from employees with different backgrounds and, um, you know, again, upbringings and, and sort of what they all bring together and create that collective company culture. And, um, you know, it's a tricky topic, but one that is arguably, you know, one of the more important uh, in, in business. And, um, you know, you can, even say in independent retail because that culture really defines the business. And, um, you know, the type of culture you have impacts the, the way customers perceive you and, and all sorts of other factors. And uh, we're lucky enough here at Nationwide Marketing Group to have someone um, who understands that and, and is well versed and, uh, as a matter of fact, trained to, uh, you know, help bring and, 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 Push, you know, company culture and educate empl- employees um, both here, you know, internally at Nationwide, but also you know our members as well. And that's if you've never met him, the man is Mr. Chris Custer. He's the director of people development and education here uh, at Nationwide. Um, you know, a title that I love because if you know Chris, he he loves to get to know you know you and who you are and um, Know what it? Your background and uh, just takes that that sort of very deep, you know, wanting wanting to know you, the human connection, and and uh, use it to sort of you know help improve. Um, you know, you as an individual and, and the company as a, a collective and uh, our members as well. And you know, any time time you get the opportunity to sit down with Chris and chat with him um, is really a blessing because he you learn so much every single time and. Uh, it's been a while that uh, finally getting to have him on the podcast to talk about you know what he does, what his role is here at Nationwide to uh, f- you know from everything from bringing and, and helping us navigate the speed of trust and Franklin Covey and um, you know how that applies more broadly to our membership to uh, the rest of the independent channel and um, what we can learn from you know building a positive company culture and and how that impacts not just. You know the the people and uh, the environment of a company, but also the bottom line. You know there are very, some very real uh, strategic reasons why um, you know exploring this initiative, the the culture initiative, is one that makes sense for any company. Um, so excited to finally get them on and and get chatting about you know what we're doing here internally and how that applies externally to you know our members and and vendors and and the rest of the independent channels. So uh, one that uh, a conversation. I, I think, you know, is very intriguing, one that, you know, anyone can learn from no matter, you know, what part of this industry you come from. So let's just go ahead and dive into it. This is Chris Kuster, our director of people development and learning here at Nationwide Marketing Group on the Independent Thinking podcast. All right. We are back on the independent thinking podcast and, uh, we're, we're diving deep today. Uh, this is going to be a fun one. Um, you know, I, I say, we're, I, you know, we preface this, Mr. Chris Kuster, uh, saying we were going to keep it very high level, but it has the potential. We'll see. We could dive deep, but, uh, no, I, I appreciate you taking the time. Chris Kuster, for those who don't know, our, our director of my, one of my favorite titles, honestly, people development and learning. Uh, how awesome is that? So I, I appreciate you taking the time and joining us today and, uh, doing a podcast. Thanks, Rob.
1: It's it's great to be here. Uh, Love this. Love the work that you do. So very appreciative of of, uh, all the effort you put forth to get great information out to the people. Hopefully somebody will find something that we discussed today useful uh, and be able to use.
0: Awesome. Certainly the goal and uh, we'll we'll see what we can come up with. But uh, before we dive too deep, you know, let us know. For those who don't know, I don't know who wouldn't know you at this point, but uh, for those who don't, you know, give us a little background on yourself and uh, what you do, what a director of people development and learning does at NMG. So uh, I'll
1: give you, go back to 2009. Uh, education is, is my background, obviously, and uh, um, I, I've always been connected to, that's, that's what I hold my degrees in. Uh, But back in 2009, I was out on the speaking circuit, uh, sharing my insights uh, in and around people and humans and how they best can uh, um, uh, get better at different things and that kind of thing. And I was asked to come to something called little thing called primetime 2009 MGM Las Vegas. I got up and I keynoted that uh, and I've been around ever since, kind of spooky, right? So (laughs) fast forward to today, uh, they have given me this very nice title, I guess, Director of People Development and Learning, but really my, uh, you know, focus point is, how can we make any and all people better as individuals? And then also how can we make teams better and not just internally at NMG, but more so focused towards the membership. And I do a majority of my work with the members.
0: Yeah. And and I mean, we see you obviously around a lot at, at primetime and not, that was, you know, as you mentioned, your kind of intro, I feel like everyone gets that intro at primetime. My first introduction to Nationwide was primetime. It's like, that's where they find you. And they're like, let's let's make this team, you know, even better by adding some of these people that we're able to bring to the show. Yeah this is how it works out, you know? <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, and, and you kind of hit on it, you know, your title is perfect. It, it kind of suits to your background and, and um, you know, what you do, but ha- obviously having training and, and your degrees in that, you know, ha- you had interest in it, but you're clearly passionate, I think. Um, anyone that sits down with you and, uh, you know, get, talks to you a little bit can tell that you're very passionate about what you do. So what is it that sort of you know, brought that out in you and made you so passionate about the work that you do?
1: Yeah, I'd have to go, you know, directly back to my dad and my father. He, he, was a, he had a master's in counseling and, and he worked for the federal government for 50 years uh, as a counselor in the job industry. So he, he was always, you know, aiding those uh, that were trying to find employment to better themselves in employment. And although I didn't take that counseling route, uh, uh, you know, it was our house. It, 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 he was always there. And and even outside of his job, he used to go to his job once in a while and hang around. I remember typewriters and stuff like that, you know, so that's a long time ago. But I would I would say that he was the greatest influence on, you know, what I would do professionally, albeit when I came out, I was just expecting to be a teacher, not get into corporate America at all. Um, but it worked out that way, uh, and what I loved to see is people succeed. So if they choose something to learn about, whatever that topic may be, I, you know, I want to be that support mechanism. How can we, how can we find the material that you need, even though it may not be in my field of expertise? If if it's a skill set or something along those lines, if it is in my field or purview, then you know I'm all in. Um, and the other thing that I really got, uh, passionate about and probably have done the most with the members, uh, is, uh, in and around workplace culture. I wrote a piece called the people principle several years back. And now, um, you know, several thousand, uh, of the members have utilized that in some form or fashion, right. They may have hybrided it out, used it, rewrote some of the things, or some have just called me up and said, we're going in one, two, three, let's, let's go. And so that's been, you know, a big part of what I've been doing, you know, with the members. And then, hey, like all of us here at NMG, we're here to serve. So whatever the call comes, you know, we try to do the very best or get them pointed in the right direction uh, to do it. And I love that. You know, I, I just think I could, I have the greatest job in the whole world uh, in helping people.
0: Yeah. And one of the fun things, too, and I, I know, you know, not our jobs are what we do, I, learning and, and communicating, we're all, you know, working towards the same thing, yeah. um, but different. But at the same time, I, I I find that, you know, the way anyone that gets in a conversation with Chris Kuster knows that those conversations, we, you can get I have some awesome conversations and, and just, you get to know the person. So I feel like in that way, you and I put me being on a podcast and trying to get to know people, you, the way you kind of just have relationships with these members, with our members is, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of doing similar stuff <laughs> in a way, which is kind of fun to, to see, but you know, is that how much of it is, is just getting to know the person and, and kind of to your point, you know, about, you know, who they are, kind of their backgrounds and, um, is that is that something that you've always, you know, kind of gravitated towards or, or found to be easy in, in sort of what you do? Yeah, I,
1: I think that's a great point, because really, I think that, in fact, is a, a great asset for a leader to have is that ability to sit with someone and ask, you know, what's your story? You know, tell me about yourself. What do you like to do? What are your ha- you know, hobbies, what do you do outside of work, those types of things. Sometimes we stop uh, and uh, don't ask enough, right? We feel like we might be an invasive, but really people want, they have this innate sense to want to share their story. And that's a a part of another line of uh, teaching that I work on uh, in and around autonomy, mastery, and purpose, which comes right out of Maslow's triangle of basic needs. But back to story, um, I love story. I, I, I love anybody's story. <laughs> and I always like to start there, uh, even when it's a learning journey, uh, maybe it's building culture or whatever, but finding more out about more about what they are, where they came from. Uh, I was just recently uh, out in New Mexico riding around with a couple of dealers and you know, we we're in their big pickup truck and we were going from one site to the next site. And that I sat in the back and I just said, So tell me about yourself, you know, and so one started and it was just a great journey. And then I asked the other and he shared all his journey. And and by the time we got there, it was about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. I felt like I knew them better. Right. And and I just don't think we do enough of that. In, our, in our, our American culture, you know, we kind of close doors, we come home, we shut the garage door, we shut up the house, you know, my ch- childhood was, you know, get out and play and run. And I know you got to be safe and cautious and stuff like that. But I want to encourage, you know, people to communicate more, uh, you know, like you and I are right now. Um, I'm learning about you, you're learning about me. Uh, when we can do that, then we break this, you uh, a sort of unseen barrier of you know trust and we start to work on that and as we build that uh, then we become better communicators with each other and you know if it's in the workplace better workmates uh, and, and you know sometimes even you know we get so far as to become friends and that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, and there's a word you mentioned in there that I think is uh, an incredible segue. Um, I don't know if you dropped it purposely, but you met. Uh, if you I didn't, did. you did it really well. Uh, but <laughs> trust. You said trust, and uh, that's something that you know. Since I've been at Nationwide, the the um, you know speed of trust has yeah. uh, has been a part of what we do, and I know you were a, a big part. You know, Franklin Covey bringing that um, you know into Nationwide, and um, you know, for those that that don't know about it describe it a little bit first, and then we'll kind of dive into, you know, what the, the impact it's had here. So if you could just start by telling us a little bit about Franklin yeah. Covey and, and um, Speed of Trust.
1: So, you know, every organization needs to establish, um, in my opinion, establish an intentional culture because all organizations, living organisms, whether that's family or workplace or wherever it is, social club, they're going to have a culture, right? And one of the big disservices to that organization or the people there that work inside of that is not to define it, right? To intentionally define, okay, this is how we go about our business. If you think back to your childhood, your parents were doing that, you know, uh, who are whoever raised you, we're we're setting this value system in place. And so from a value-based culture build perspective, uh, the piece that I wrote, which I referred to the people principle, that doesn't define your values. It sets up an opportunity for you to template building out those values, right? It shows you how to do that. The speed of trust, which we have to give credit to Sean Crane, because Sean is the one that brought that with him to nationwide marketing group. Cause prior to that, we were a small you know, stealthy group of people who kind of all knew each other. And albeit we didn't have, I would say, a intentionally defined culture. We did have a culture, uh, obviously, but uh, we were able to sort of maneuver that pretty safely. But as we grew, you, it starts to sort of spin out of control in a way that everybody starts to define their own culture, right? And we want people to be themselves. But Sean introduced, he said, the speed of trust to me, and said, I'd really like to have this inside our organization. And so Stephen M. R. Covey, who's the son of uh you know, Dad Covey, who wrote Seven Habits, of course, yeah. wrote a book called The Speed of Trust. And we had we adopted that into our culture here at Nationwide Marketing Group as one uh part of trust leadership and collaboration. Those are our focus points. And inside the speed of trust is this wonderful um, uh, layout of, of values, right? Uh, starts with four cores, which are integrity intent uh, from the character side and then capabilities and results from the competency side, which I love that blend of character. You can't just be a nice person, you gotta have some skill. And so those are the, the cores and then it, it, it feathers into 13. Uh, behaviors, or in the sense, values, which work on getting better, talking straight, being transparent, being accountable, being respectful, uh, extending trust. And so through that process, I know that's a lot to take in in one chunk, but through that process, we've worked really, really hard to establish that. And uh, it's been about a four, and a, half journey, a four and a half year journey, I think, and our trust level inside of nationwide Market group has risen uh, immensely and we're able to measure that on a metric. Uh, but it also, I believe has spilled over into our members. Uh, you know from our relationships with our members, I know that we've crossed over and shared some of the things with them uh, through our cards that we yep. use which you're yep. familiar with which is kind of odd to some people but you do get used to it so yeah speed of trust has been i think it might opinion, huge for the nationwide marketing group and and kind of bringing us together are we perfect no are we ever going to be perfect no is there a finish line to the speed of trust no we just keep working on it and getting better each time
0: well and so a question that comes up and and um you know in hearing you talk about it just from someone who's an outsider kind of listening to this that that isn't familiar with it I, that the buy-in that we've had as a an organization it's kind of crazy to see in a way like very you know heartwarming and obviously very positive the impact it's had as you've you described um but to the outsider it could seem like well you mentioned that it's purposeful and, and intentful so like does it does it come off almost you know if, if you're trying to be purposeful how do you explain it to someone who might challenge that like, Hey, are you not forcing it on, on an organization, but like, does it, does it come off as potentially not disengaged? I'm struggling for the word, but not disingenuous yeah. either, but like you, you oh, want to make, you, you I get where I'm coming from. Like that, Absolutely. you don't want to force this on people, but also sure. it, it's something yeah. that you're, you're, it's just organically happening. So it, right. it's a tough environment and, and experience to describe, but it, it, I mean, having seen it firsthand, it, it clearly works.
1: Yeah. So back to the, family um, metaphor I use, which we all experience some sort of family, you know, your, those that raised you or your parents laid out, you know, values. They said, our family, the stock family doesn't do this, you know, or we do this. And when we violated that, right, there was a consequence of some sort. Either we were, felt alienated from the family, you know, I'm sure we weren't, either there was some punishment or something like that. So, that's kind of the way values and culture can work, right? Now, we're not doing that at Nationwide Marketing Group in the sense of punishment, but, and at the same time, we're not forcing a value set on anyone, right? Um, We live in the United States of America. We're free to uh, agree or disagree uh, on any item that we want to. So the point of setting up a system of values is for those uh, in the organization then to have an opportunity to adopt those values as their own inside the workplace, right? And you spoke of the you know the term organic. Uh, the organic piece then comes a, a bit later because once that adoption process begins, and it may seem strange for a, a period of time if you come from a different culture where people acted this way and then you join this organization and that culture is a little bit different. Here's how it serves the the, the, uh, the employees. It, it serves them in a, in a way that says, okay, I understand how we go about getting the things done that we do. So it does enhance uh, communication. It does enhance collaboration. It does enhance innovation. And all the white paper is out there i could have brought reams and reams of that but i didn't believe you ran a data show so <laughs> i didn't want to bore people with you know how much does it increase um it increases the roi whatever your investment is into it immensely uh james Heskett out of harvard he he typically looks at it and he has a great measurement uh, system on it uh he looks at it from probably like a, um, a 30 to 40 percentile. Wow. So it's, it can get real strong. And I know that's a percentage, right? Could be yeah. more, could be a little bit less, but culture at the end of the day is what we want, right? We don't want chaos. We do want culture. And so speed of trust gives us that framework to begin to work on that culture in the trust and leadership and collaboration arenas.
0: Yeah, and building off of that that term organic, um, you know, I wanted to ask next to just to to see how the program has evolved. I mean, obviously, when I say it's been successful, I there's the the scores that you mentioned that we're able to track. Um, you know, the the organization, the trust index that that we survey on here, uh, but also, you know, you, there's other ways of seeing just how the program is impacting a, a company culture. And I know we've had a bunch of um, Almost spinoffs, if you will, of what's happening with speed of trust and um, you know groups, little uh, subsets of, of groups that have popped up. That those in and of themselves are almost involving the entire company, which is crazy to see. But just uh, these um, ERG. So explain explain that to to the audience listening, uh, kind of what that means, and and sure. then it, just relate that back to you know what what it has meant to you to see those groups and and everything that's kind of resulted from the work that we've put in as a company. Yeah. So,
1: you know, when we began this journey, we began with the executive team and the executive team adopted, uh, you know, the speed of trust. And and they went through all of the different training that is out there to, um, you know, bring themselves up to speed with the four cores and 13 behaviors. And then all the Um, additional work that goes with that right so then we we had the entire organization go through it and everybody that comes to work for nmg does go through um there again an elective Uh, you know we don't we don't say all right you have to albeit they want to right they want to be a part of the team and, and be a part of the culture so with that said, after all those trainings are done, what, what we do is is we break out into what we call trust huddles, where each department has an opportunity to learn sort of in their own way, right? So they make it their own. And inside the trust huddle, you work on the 13 behaviors, you work on the four cores, you work on writing what we call trust action plans, different, different elements, and everybody uses them a little bit different. For example, our IT department, they put together like, games and stuff like that on of on course your, they do <laughs> and, so and, and I get the you know the what's fun about my job is I get to travel around to these different trust huddles and see the different in unique ways that leaders like to lead them so with that said there's also been sort of this organic piece that you talk about and and it forms itself in what they what's called an employment resource group right and uh, we do have four of those one, has always been around and that's our corporate social responsibility which is our giving unit um, and that is uh, also based heavily in trust right and uh, no child hungry and different elements and I, I couldn't list them all but those are some that's the one people would know pack of meals and stuff but in addition to that so we also had our Win Group, which uh, you know has been around for quite some time, and and the Speed of Trust has been a great supplement to what they've done for quite a while. Uh, and then we also had uh, our Idea Group, which is our our uh, diversity group. You know, uh, Idea stands for inclusion, diversity, equity, and um, I like to call it allyship. Uh, you know, that's mm-hmm. they call. They say, I think they use it one different letter in the acronym, but I, I know it's in there and I love it. I love everything that they do. And then we do have one, an, an additional one called Trust Matters, which that is all about speed of trust. But that's a collective one that comes from all over the organization and that formed on itself. The, they, they decided we want more. Uh, and so these groups meet at various times, uh, you know, uh, bi-weekly and and some, you know, bimonthly, and then CSR, of course, by event and those types of things. And they all come together uh, for uh, camaraderie, collaboration, innovation, uh, social uh, connectivity, and different things like that. And each one of these ERGs is so unique, uh, but yet amazing to the growth of trust. And then we're able, you mentioned the index, uh, we're able to go out and measure uh, what our trust level actually is because Franklin Company came up with a a tool called the Organizational Trust Index, which we've measured twice. Uh, The first time we did it, we were above average nationally. The second time we did it, we got into the top 10% globally. So it's, it's just amazing how the group is, uh the organization has really taken upon themselves to, to push this thing forward. Uh, and, you know, that's with support of all our leaders, right? Because without them, it doesn't happen. So culture doesn't really even get off the ground if, if the leaders are not involved uh, in the decision to, to make it so. Um, the next step for us, which is an exciting step, is to take it to market. Uh, because there is a tool uh, that we'll use in the probably the next year or so where we'll take it to market and measure our trust against our members against our vendors and partners and see you know where we stand it's um, a little scary right <laughs> because you want to think you're doing it right but how what a great tool to be able to grow so yeah market is next for us
0: that's that's I mean I know we've been talking about it it's exciting to see and and I, I'm sure I can can imagine for you as well um you mentioned it a little nerve-wracking but also exciting yeah. to get it out there and uh because then it you know then you have something a, a benchmark to then work again you know towards or against or um and, and kind of imp- something to improve on uh, which is kind of what we're always looking to do and um you know you, you mentioned that you've been working with members uh to to you know help them assist them in in their you know own efforts to build you know Cultures within their company. And, um, you know, I know something like Speed of Trust might seem to members or retailers listing uh, very all encompassing and a lot to take in, uh, especially if you're just listening to it and this is the first time you're hearing about it on a podcast. But, you know, talk about just the importance of, and you did a little bit at the top, but, you know, now that we've taken the time to dive through what this program does and how we've applied it, you know, here at Nationwide. Um, Just the the importance of of doing this as a company um, and and working to establish that, you know, a a culture that's befitting of what you're trying to do as a leader and, um, you know, and and just why something like this matters, you know, for whether it's us as a buying group uh, and a service organization to, you know, just an independent retailer
1: as culture really is everything, um, you know, at the, the root core, right? So if, if you're not going to establish a culture, you're going to leave it to chance, it will form itself. Um, and then you will not be able to take advantage of a unified team, working towards a common agreed goal, right? Um, it'll be more of a push, on pushing everybody there as opposed to everybody's going there, right, on their own um, merit to what you talked about before. Um, so the culture initiative part is where you start, right? That's your base of, I'm I'm going to take control of my culture and I'm going to share it with everybody. And we're going to build it that way. Heskett, uh, the Harvard prof that I, he's sort of the grandfather of value-based culture. He says, um, you know, if you don't want to do anything about it, don't do anything about it. Uh, it's just one more big thing you'll have to deal with uh, later, you know, so he, it, it's going to come around at some point in time. So he's he's a big pusher of intentionality. And that's kind of the, what the people principle talks about when you get into that trust part. Right. Trust is everything. Trust. Uh, you know, the speed of trust is that economic driver. It's you know, people think that culture is sort of hugging in the corner. and It's not. It's strategy um and it's it, extremely strategic in the sense that you have those character components right in your values and you have those um competency components which are those skill-based things that you keep getting better and learning different things and at the end of it then you have these results so you know i i say this to all of the members that that i work with that you're making an amazing decision and every one of them comes back and uh, and says that by building culture, we've improved our organization by tenfold, right? Maybe that's a strong number, but it increases immensely when it comes to, you know, p and and the bottom line and all those different types of things. Yep. But the speed of trust, though, for our members, uh, it's interesting you ask that because we're piloting currently... A program where we have dabbled into the membership uh, and asked some people to, you know, test pilot it and and take it for a test spin, and they love it. They love uh, what it's done for their organization uh, because when here's here's the simplicity of it: when when trust is up, right, speed goes up and cost goes down, and when trust is low um, speed goes down and cost goes up because we're spending more time trying to figure out, do I trust you doing that? And that's just common sense. At the end of the day, Rob, what it is, is I like to say it this way. It's everything your mother taught you, but in, in, in a commonsensical way, but you just have forgotten to implement it now as you've gotten older. So it's that great reminder. It's, it's not, we're not curing cancer here. Um, we didn't reinvent the wheel. We just took those commonsensical principles and put them together and then put them in action and let the people do the work.
0: Well, and the important thing there too is, and you, you kind of hit really well home on it is that this is a a strategic initiative. It's not, you know, especially in independent retail, I I feel like, you know, whether they like to hear it or not, so much of decisions made are, are, dollars and cents based, and really, even though you don't see maybe a, a specific transaction happen because of your investment in um, uh, uh, culture programs like speed of trust, at the end of the day, it still does impact those. Because to your point, you know, you're you're spending a, you know efforts and, and time and resources to build trust with customers uh, who you're in turn trying to sell product to. So there there really is you know actual dollars and cents reason why you would want to invest in, in a culture program like this.
1: Absolutely. And any culture program, right? If you want to design your own, you don't have to use the speed of trust, but you don't even have to use the people principle that just gives you the guideline to do it. Most people don't engage in culture because they just don't know what to do. Right. They don't know how to build a culture. Therefore they let culture define itself. But to your point of strate- you know, strategy, it is probably as important as your marketing strategy. It's as important as your sales strategy. It's as important as your buying strategy. Your culture strategy is not just, oh, it's, it's a more enjoyable place to work, great. But it's a more productive place to work. It's a more enhanced, innovative place to work. Um, and, and that list just goes on and on and on. Uh, so yeah, does is it, is it make the workplace more enjoyable? Absolutely, it does. But does it make it more efficient, uh, a more effective, more
0: uh, uh, stronger work environment? Yeah, absolutely. And lucky for Nationwide Marketing Group members, if they don't know where to start, they have quite the resource to turn to. Uh, you know, it, it, sitting right here on this podcast that I'm talking with. So, uh, and, and, still- the,
1: and the price is right. <laughs> it's, it's it's free. It, yeah, you, know, you just simply. Pick up your phone and you know give us a call. And, Just, and typically that's the way it works. You know, at prime time they might see an NLA that's you know based on on human capital or something like that that we're offering. Uh, and it's it you know we we love it. We love working with all the different members. And has uh, it, not been one that's turned to us after we've we've had an opportunity to work with you in this space and said, well that wasn't worth our time. You know, so it's it's just, you know, it it makes a difference. Take take one step in and investigate at the very least, and find out what uh, what's going on with your culture. We're more than happy to look at it as well. So
0: yeah, no, that's awesome. And what what we can do too is, if you are interested, uh, you can check. We'll put some links in underneath in the description, yeah. uh, and if you're you're watching uh, underneath the video here on YouTube and. Uh, give you some resources to find some more info on speed of trust on, on what we're doing and uh, how you might be able to get involved. So uh, Mr. Kruster, I I appreciate you taking the time. This has been a lot of fun. You know, I, I, like I said, I I knew we were going to have a lot of fun. So you were worried about not being a good podcast guest, but I, (laughs) I had every inkling to go the other way and know that you were going to be an awesome interviewer. So, or interviewee, I should say. So I appreciate you taking the time and, and chatting about culture with us. This was a lot of fun.
1: Thank you very much. Thanks, Robin. Thank you for what you do, too. I appreciate
0: you. Thank you. I I appreciate that. All right. And thanks again to Chris. Uh, I know, like we said at the top, you know, really intriguing and um, important topic to dive into. And I'm glad we did because I think there's just so many different ways of understanding this. And, you know, there's no one size fits all strategy for uh, helping to build a company culture, a positive company culture. And, you know, talking to Chris, this the speed of trust is just one way of going about it. And uh, like we said, we'll provide all those details in, in the descriptions and comments below. And um, but just excited to have that conversation. And, and hopefully, you know, you're able to pick something up out of it. And uh, learn that you, you know, figure something out that you can apply to your own business. So uh, appreciate him taking the time, you know, sharing all his insights and uh, wisdom with us. And and as always, you know, just appreciate you listening to the Independent Thick gig podcast. And we will catch you next time.